DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Surga Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner with Surga Networks. Call them at 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. The NBA draft is tonight. You don't have to be there to start because Katie Cunningham's going number one. You don't have to be there right away for the Jazz pick because... I'll turn it at 6.15 then. Okay. ABC and ESPN at 6 o'clock, and then the Sanger round will be on ESPN only. Jazz have the 30th pick. Question of the day, what do you want the Jazz to do? Trade up, trade down, trade out, draft this player, draft that player. What should they do? Their move will be interesting here. There will be other moves made around the league. John Hollinger, former stat guy, former Memphis Grizzlies executive, current writer for The Athletic, says all eyes right now are on the Thunder. There's plenty of rumors that they want to move up to number three and get Evan Mobley out of USC. And of course, as you know, they're sitting on a couple dozen draft picks, so... I assume they can move enough draft picks to move up in the draft. Are they going to trade with Cleveland at number three and get Mobley? A USC guy who, if you watch Pac-12 basketball, looks like he'll be a really good pro. Tall, long, athletic, skilled, he looks good. No wonder Oklahoma City would want him. But that's the kind of stuff that people do who've had bad seasons and are struggling to rebuild. Trickier when you've had a good season and you're trying to figure out how to make it a championship season. Question of the morning up on Facebook. What should the Jazz do with the 30th pick in the draft? Dan says the usual. Pick the best athlete available. That's a safe answer, Dan. And nine times out of ten, I'd sign off on it, but not now. Brian's funny. Get another uncoordinated center. Ha ha! Not liking the as of week pick. Don says the future is now. Trade it out for cash. Another rookie isn't the answer. We are in win now mode. Don, I think you're on to something right there. Will they trade it out for cash? That's one way to do it. If you just heard the promo in the previous break, David Locke was saying, what can you do with the pick that helps you sign Mike Conley? Make it possible to sign Mike Conley. And so Don's point, hey, trade it for cash and use that cash to offset the losses. And when you say sign Conley, you're talking luxury tax, you're setting yourself up for not just another big salary and a high salary total, but luxury tax penalties on top of that. And depending on how long he signed for, you know, they've got repeating luxury tax penalties built into this, and it'll just turn into a lot of money. Now, Ryan Smith is new as an owner. You know, the Millers owned the team for so long, we could kind of gauge what they were going to do. History could be our guide, but Ryan has no track record. How willing is he to be in the luxury tax? How willing is he to be deep in the luxury tax? 
How many years is he willing to be deep in the luxury tax for? And how close does he have to be to a championship? Does he have to be like guaranteed it, overwhelming like the Warriors were with Durant? It's his money. It's easy for us to spend it all. And we will nonstop. But I think if you're an owner and you're in these positions, different owners are going to answer these different ways. And he hasn't been through this before. We aren't to the one-year mark of him buying the club yet. So these are all new questions, and it's hard to know. So Don, while traded out for cash, is one possible answer. I think a more likely scenario, and one that has been floated by multiple people, so I don't know who to give credit to at first. Uh, certainly who we heard it yesterday from at Trib Jazz, Eric, Eric Walden joined us, and I said, well, and the Jazz have been on the other end of these trades. You take Derek Favors, and you attach the first-round draft pick to a player with an expensive salary, and they might want the player a little, they might want the player quite a bit, but you throw in a late first-round draft pick, and now they're willing to make the deal. For the money they're paying Favors, for the minutes and the production they got in the playoffs, you can see going in another direction there. Who can they bring in for less money who enables them to play a different way? If you have favors, you're going to play the same way that you play with Gobert, but not as at high a level. Favors isn't as tall. He isn't as long. No one's going to defend the way Rudy does. Taylor is ready to move that pick and move Ingles and that pick for Ben Simmons. Get Simmons on the cheap and develop him, which Snyder is excellent at. You get the point. Could Jazz fans adapt to Ben Simmons? Taylor, you just took one of the Jazz most popular players ever. Top 10 most popular players in Jazz franchise history. Excellent summertime uh, topic. Top 10 most popular. Does Joe got a shot at that? Yeah, absolutely he does. For Ben Simmons, public enemy number one. He thought he should be rookie of the year instead of Donovan Mitchell. Please. He was in his second year. Cheater. And then he thought he should be defensive player of the year instead of Rudy Gobert. Just picking off jazz star players one after another, and trying to insult them, and now you want to come here? Well, he probably doesn't want to come here. I don't know where he wants to go, but I can't imagine Utah's at the top of his list. So, just because it's hilarious, that would be a story, and we love stories, and we love stories that are hilarious. But I don't think that's happening. On the Philadelphia end of things, the reporting there says they are waiting patiently, not for the draft, but for the Olympics to end and Lillard to come back and see his reaction to what's going on in Portland. And is Bradley Beal going to demand out in Washington? And can Philly get into that? Brian says, I'd draft a point guard or a power forward. If the fit isn't right there, trade the pick. Jazz got to fill those two needs somehow this offseason. They need to fill them with somebody who can play pretty quickly. 
you look at the history of the Jazz and the draft, and there have been a handful of guys who are so good that if the Jazz are that committed right now, if they've worked guys out, and they've interviewed guys, and they've talked to guys' references, and they really believe in somebody, then they shouldn't trade this pick. I mean, that's how they felt about Rudy Gobert. On draft night, they had this little room off to the side where they did the press conferences, and Dennis walked out of it, just a bundle of nerves and stress and adrenaline, (laughs) and he sat down at the podium, and Locke was over in the corner, like, making eyes, nodding his head. They all thought they had something in Rudy Gobert. And Locke told PK and I that night, it's going to be a while. Because he's really raw. But keep your eye on Gobert. Really. He could really be something. Well, now we all know what he's talking about. And they had an idea. If they had that kind of idea in somebody, I think they should draft him. And I think a smart move in the, run, in the short run is to trade him. And I think that's the most likely thing to happen. Is to trade the pick. And maybe you trade it to get a first round pick that probably can't be a, a worse first round pick, right? <laughs> two, three years down the line. Or maybe you trade it to move a salary off your books. Favor would be an, an obvious possible example. Maybe there's a bigger deal out there that brings in the veteran you need to plug into this team. They've drafted lots of players in the back half of the first round. Morris Allman was the 25th pick. Costa Kufus was the 23rd. Eric Maynard was the 20th pick. You going for the draw, Yuck? I wondered if you would or not. Pavlovian response. Ring the bell. The dogs run over to the dish and they start drooling. PK would demand it. PK would have just done it by now. And for his mom, not to never have it work no more. The triple negative is special. Still spinning. Lots of people will do the double negative, but the triple negative, you break, you're breaking new ground. Rodney Hood, 23. Grayson Allen, 23. Uh, I dropped having there. I did not get the exact quote. My bad. That's all right. I hadn't heard it in a while. Grayson Allen, 21. Would the Jazz be better off with a Grayson Allen type player this year? Or moving it to get a veteran? I think that question answers itself. What should the Jazz do tonight? Trade it. Rico Bear's 29. Donovan Mitchell has a five-year contract, four years guaranteed. So, the next three or four years, the Jazz know what they have at the top of the roster. After that, who knows? If you have to rebuild in four years, well, you had a good run. You went to the playoffs a bunch of times. It shakes out however it shakes out. However many conference finals or NBA finals or whatever, you made your run at it. And if those guys at that point want to re-up and want to be here, and if Rudy's defeating Father Time and flying around the court at the age of 33 like he's still 23, well, he's in Carl Malone territory. It'd be a little hard to believe. But if it happens, great. Then it happens. And you ride it even longer. But you look what the Jazz did when Stockton and Malone were getting this age, and they were trying to build and win now. And they took a few shots in the draft. And some of them paid off. They got Brian Russell in the draft, and he developed pretty quickly, and he started a lot of games for him. But they were out there trading for veterans. 
sign-in veterans. And that's where the team needs to be now. And it's kind of hard to wrap your head around because they've been a young team on the way up for so long. But they're just not a young team on the way up anymore. So drafting the next Grayson Allen, who'll shoot it some nights, and okay, and then other nights not so much. But is he really going to come through on the road against the Clippers when the Clippers are on a run and the place is roaring it feels like all is lost? feels to me like it's going to take a veteran to turn things around in that moment. Someone who's been in the mix before. And if you just look at the NBA Finals with the Suns and the Bucks, and we saw those runs. We saw teams, both teams, have terrible first quarters and then turn it around in the second quarter. And it was a completely different game in halftime. And who was doing it most of the time? Veterans. Of all the guys on the floor in Game 6, for both teams, which guy looked most deer in the headlights? I would say DeAndre Ayton. Surprise, DeAndre Ayton was the youngest guy playing big minutes. He had less experience. And if he, he hadn't been in Game 6 of the NBA Finals before. Giannis hadn't been in the NBA Finals before. But you've been deep in big playoff series, in big moments. So even if you haven't felt something exactly like that, you've at least been in the ballpark. And credit to Devin Booker. He had not been in that ballpark before, and he still delivered at a high level multiple times. But by the time the Jazz have a guy who's in his fourth, fifth, sixth year and is ready to pull that off, I'd have to look it up. I think Booker's a fifth-year guy, I think. But by the time a fifth-year guy, really, Rudy, Rudy's 34. The future is now. That is, a, that is almost a 50-year-old quote. It's an NFL coach who used to say that as he traded away draft picks and stockpiled veteran football players. But it was a good line, and it's been reused in every decade since he first said it. George Allen, he was coaching in Washington. Got him to a Super Bowl. They lost to the undefeated Dolphins. And it was almost 50 years ago. But it's been repeated every decade. It's been repeated in multiple sports. And I think it's worth repeating in this decade in the NBA for the Utah Jazz. The future is now. What are they going to do in these next three to four years? What's the movie line? So you're saying there's a chance. And that's what the Jazz have. They have a chance. Locke laid it out when he was here on the show last week. He said, you go on these websites, you do all these statistical number crunching thing, a 538 or an ESPN, you know, what team does this, what chance does this team to have to win the title? And unless you're the Warriors with Durant or you're the Heat with LeBron, then your odds are probably 15%, 21%, 28%. I don't think there's anybody in the NBA this year who's given a 30% chance of winning the title. There are a lot of different teams that had a chance. And it came up roses, came up sunshine for the Milwaukee Bucks. But they had a chance the year before and did it. And they had a chance two years before and they didn't do it then either. They're one for three. They've connected on 33% of their championship chances. And they'll have a chance next year. And if I had to bet right now, I'd bet against them. But they got a chance. So line up your chance, whether it's 20, 25, 30%. And people will bet against you. But you might get it. Four different champions in the last four years, Locke pointed out. 
And that hasn't happened since there were five different champions in five years in the late 70s and early 80s. The last guys in those string, Magic getting his first and Bird getting his first. And that seems to be the era now. A lot of talent, a lot of three-point shooters. More talent than ever before because more people are playing basketball at a high level around the world than ever before. There are awesome European players coming in. And if the Jazz, as much as I'm talking trade, if the Jazz see someone in Europe who's a project but who has the high-end possibilities that Gobert had and they can get them late, then I'm fine with passing on the trade. I think it's the most likely way to go. I think it's the best way to go. It's what I expect tonight. But you never know when the phone rings what you're going to be offered. Or when you think you have something, but you got to wait, and the other guy makes a deal and uses the assets he was going to make to do a deal with you. So everything can fall apart. It all hangs in the balance. That's why that night with Rudy Gobert, Dennis Lindsay was a bundle of nerves. Thought he could get the Nuggets pick. And he eventually did, but you never know. What if somebody else calls the Nuggets and makes them an offer the Nuggets like better? 30 minutes before the pick or 10 minutes before the pick. It's nerve-wracking. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. More on the draft, more on what the Jazz can do, more on what the Jazz should do with Ben Anderson at 9 o'clock and with Craig Bowlerjack at 8.30. That's coming up right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.